Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome back to part two of a discussion on Drive. I'm joined by Ian Gary and Leila Annalee. We are in our octagon and we are fucking having it out. It's so weird listening to that because I'm the only comic I know that, that when I'm not in a, on a tour, because obviously when you're on a tour, so I went on, I know, to 1,200 people in Canterbury on Saturday, they're all there to see me. It's not that it's easy, it's still fucking hard, but you could trip over or drop the mic. You've got, you've got a number of lives probably, right? It's like having a gum shield and a hat on. So what I do is I take, I take in between tours, club gigs, where I'm unadvertised, no one's expecting me, no one's expecting me there. I come on as a surprise, I'm not on first, I'm not on the end, I'm just in the middle, doing 10 minutes. And as a comic, when you go on to a gig like that, the room divides into three groups immediately. The first third is, oh my God, I love this guy, what a treat, he's at our tiny club. The middle group is, am I supposed to know who this cunt is? Am I supposed to be impressed, sort of neutral? I'm playing to them a little bit, but then there's the third group is, oh, I've seen him before, I can't fucking stand this guy. They're the only people I'm playing to. Because if I can make them laugh, I've done what you've just done, basically. The same emotion. Now, I don't know anyone else that focuses on that. All the other comics like positive visualising at the side of the stage, thinking positive emotions, listen to the positive. I'm like, fuck that. Slap me around the face once and I'll slap you back type thing. <laughs> but it, it's such a powerful emotion, like negativity. Yeah. Like it's negative an energy. You, can feel, like negative you can feel that energy when you walk into a room of like, I'm a very, very, very big personality. I walk into a room and I love, I fucking love when I know someone in the room doesn't like me and I just, <laughs> I'm so nice. And I, I, just annoy, I, just, I just annoy them a little bit. Just, hey, how are you? Put my hand on their shoulder, like slap them on the back. I just, just that like kind of killed them with kindness. But would you like it if they then liked you off the back of that? Is your object there to make them uncomfortable? Is your object to make them like you despite themselves? I'm sorry to interrupt. Ian does this to his opponents. And he's like <laughs> unconsciously overly nice to his opponents. And he'll see them at breakfast before the fight because you're in the fight hotel. He'll see them, he'll go up and they'll say, hug them. How you doing, man? I'm looking forward to Saturday night. You good? Did you sleep well? And I'm like, oh, the fucking guy hates Ian right now. I, just oh, I don't know. Like the last lot. fight. But he wins last... over the coaches. Like your last fight, the coach of your last fight was like an Ian Gary fan by the end of the night. It was madness. Yeah. So what is the purpose of that? Is it to make them genuinely like you or is it some sort of like mind ninja shit to defeat? them in another way i mean it's it's just it's just a personality it's like look at the end of the day russell like here's the thing right 
we've not met in person. We spoke over the phone twice. If I met you in person, I want you to like me. I want to be friends with you. I don't really give a fuck if you hate me or not. But if, you're, if you signed a contract to get into the cage with me, you're saying that you think you can beat me. So I'm going to make sure that you, every time I see you, you get something of this. You get a little look. You get, I, I, was, I was feeding my, mate, uh, my opponent's arse. I was looking, grabbing his arse and grabbing his back. Like, what's he going to do? He's going to turn around and fight. Do it. Please, be my guest. We're going to do it on Saturday night. And the whole world's going to see what's going to happen. It's more just to like get that nervous because people are nervous. I'm not. I like run off an energy that has me so hype. And that energy is kind of nervous. Everyone stands there like a tough man. Like MMA fighters are very stereotypical, like tattooed, stand there like that. They try and make themselves. I couldn't give a fuck about how people think I look or what, what I do. Like I just walk, I, I, I play the people and you can see it. It's very easy to kind of see someone's ner- like nervous energy. I don't want him to be nervous. I want the best out of my opponent. I want him to be happy. I want him to be excited to fight. Bring it to me because the more energy you bring me, the better I'm going to be back. And that's what I'm saying. Like those negative people, I don't necessarily want to want to win them over. I don't give a fuck if every single person that watches me fight hates me. When I go in there and I win and I've done it and like I've knocked someone out and there's no arguing. I just wanted to do a little pause there, Leila, just for you, Spire. Just people listening to this, we're not just talking about fighting here. Just if you have to pause, go back two minutes, and whatever you do for a living, just change the terminology with what you just heard. If and if you've got it in you, give it a go. See what happens. Yeah, but, but don't grab any asses in the office, please. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's the way it is. It's like obviously I speak about my life and what I do and how I approach it, but like it's very fucking similar for anyone else to just yeah. change it. Like you can sit there and go, right, I, I step on stage. I've never stepped on a stage in my life to do a comedic gig. I'm not, I'm not a funny person. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like you. You make me laugh every time I come on here. You're naturally funny and you work at it. You're brilliant at it. But you walk into a room. You don't necessarily see that third of the room as, oh, I'm not going to fucking deal with you guys. No, no, no. I'm going to make sure that I make you laugh. You're saying the same thing and it relates to drive because, Ian, when, look, the core of any fight is a disagreement that one person thinks they're better than the other and you're out there to prove it in in the octagon. And that, your drive is to prove the person opposite you wrong. And what you're saying, Russell, is exactly the same thing. When you go to these gigs where it's 10 minutes in the middle of nowhere, your drive is to persuade that group that already have a judgment of you and change it. And just like the guy on the opposite of an octagon, you know, your drive is that a lot of people speak ill about using extrinsic, like negativity and like, oh, you shouldn't care about what people say that's negative. It's like, I don't know. I think you can use that in the right way. Yeah. You, you have to be careful not to be bitter, but yeah. you know, pick it up and use it. There are things in Ian's life and my uh, past lives that we will carry, you know, we hold a grudge, both of us are a little bit. We hold a grudge you know and going. those grudges and the yeah, and those things yeah. that people have a done grudge, in the past. We, absolutely we've spoken We've us. spoken about grudges before and grud, grudges are different. They have there's like a weight to them, like a dripping poison. They've mm-hmm. not been weaponized. Yeah, not a bitter. Yeah. I can't describe Listen. it. How did you find the best description for not a bitter inspiration, but something that helps drive you? Like we're gonna run out of time if we don't move it on this. There's other things I want to ask you about. (laughs) Obviously, historically, men have been more career-driven. There is a culture that pushes men to be more aggressive and succeeding in their careers. It's important to note that the divergence between what drives men and women to engage at work may also be the result of the employers treating the sexes differently. So what my question to you, Leila, is nature or nurture drive? How much of it is put into you? 
both. You mentioned employers there as well before that. It's when kids are going through stores and being shown that that little boy can be an astronaut or a fireman and the little girl has a dolly and stay at home. You know, that's where your ambition as a child is already catered to. So well before any kind of employment place, a girl's ambition is dampened. You know, oh, don't don't try too hard. Just you be pretty, take care of the house and have a little baby and do that. So ambition is dampened for women from day one. So I don't think there's any connection between drive and sexuality or gender. What about about culture then? I was going to say, so if you're born in Brazil or Ireland rather than the United Kingdom, is, is there a difference? with how girls and, and boys are treated? Yes, absolutely. Right down to culture and religion and, and upbringing to the fact that a lot of places still stick very firmly to the idea that women need to stay at home. Even in areas that are poorer, it makes sense for women to be staying at home. The fact that women's pay means it makes more sense for women to be at home. Um, Latin American women are very much associated with being fiery and bossy and powerful. And it's like, well, maybe they're also, you know, associated with having drive having ambition and believing in themselves and and latin american women are are more empowered in their upbringing and more like even at home like latin american mamas are goddesses to their boys you know whereas in england and from what i've seen of ireland it's a little bit more traditional which straight up comes up as sexist really as well is that fair ian on Irish culture? No, I just laugh when you say Irish culture because I know for a fact that if I grew up in a Latina family and I spoke to my man the way I spoke to my mother, I yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't go down well. It is. I don't know. I just think an octagon thrown down in the garden. I don't think it'd be an octagon. I don't think I don't think it'd be thrown down in the fucking kitchen, wherever it may be. I think it would be on the spot. Um I I've 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 since like especially coming since we've come to America and like We've met a lot more Brazilians and see Brazilian family. Like every single Brazilian woman that I've met, all of them are exactly like Layla. They are all strong, <laughs> like powerful, like women that ha- like that don't take shit from anyone. And like you can even see it in just the way they look at you. Sometimes you're just like, I'm not gonna fuck with you. Like I'm just not. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Um, I think to go back to your question there in regards to like women and men and like we're living in the past. Like when you look back at war, like oh, women stay at home, men go like protect your children, mind the children, men go off and do the hard work. That's kind of still, still the narrative. It's like women stay at home, men go and make the money. It's like, I don't know if anyone still realizes this, like Layla makes way more money than I do. And it's but like- But I'm the gold digger, right? Exactly, yeah. You've, you've finished my sentence. Every time I post on social media or like that negativity is like, oh bro, she's only in it for the money. It's like, she earns way more money than I do. Way more. And yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Like we get a lot of comments. So when we got married, like make sure you get a prenup. And I was like, I'm the one who needs to be like, it's, it's funny. It came to the point where Layla actually sat me down and said, do you want one? Like, do we do that? Like, I, like, I don't know. She was like, kind of like, social like the social media kind of got to her in a sense of people were saying this and trying to like people have their opinions and when people give their opinions even though it's not wanted it can affect your mindset and i sat there and said absolutely not a fucking chance no way i said we're in this 100 anything that you make is is ours and anything that i make is ours it's a family so i mean we can't have a kid and build a family together and go okay well this is my money this is your money and we're going to separate this no we're in this together and everything we earn is ours we're all 110 involved Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I wanted to ask about social media, actually, and now that we've gone on to it, in, in relation to Drive, because I've, I find it quite complex. Obviously, we have to use it for our business. All of us have to. With me, it's absolutely essential, as I can put funny snippets on and, and directly. People go, oh, that was quite funny. I'll come to the theatre. But then, of course, once you've done that, you're scrolling your own comments. That's probably fine, too, if you can handle it. But once you're scrolling other people, that can eat into your drive in different ways. The ways we've already discussed, it can you can weaponize ambition, looking at what another fighter is doing and want what that fighter has got, or you can start to look at what someone's got and what you don't have, and it can eat into your drive negatively. What's the point in trying? I'm never going to be Joe Bloggs or Jane Bloggs. So I wonder what your relationship was with social media and how it affects your ambition and drive, whether it's neutral, it doesn't touch the sides, or whether now and again you have to go, fuck, man, I need to stop looking at this shit. It's affecting me. When I look at my my life, I've taken my phone out of my hands a lot lately. I'm I'm not on social media. I've during COVID, me, me and Layla got together. We we went against the social norm and we started a management company together. So me and her run my management and we do everything together. So everything we do is designed by us for us. No one else has a say. And she's massively in charge of helping me with my social media and taking over it and taking stresses off my back. And she also protects me from negativity online and she sees it but i think when you go on social media like it takes away from family takes away from your drive 100 it takes away from time that you can spend thinking i've noticed this a lot in my life recently that i will absolutely sit there on my phone whether it be on the couch on the toilet wherever it may be sat there scrolling and you kind of lose yourself and that time can be spent thinking and reflecting and going how can i make this better so like from, I find when I go out and play golf and I turn my phone off and I leave it in my bag and I play a couple of holes and I, I still leave it in the bag when I get in the car, my brain starts to think because it's had time to relax and focus on the main things I want in life and how I'm going to achieve them and how I get them and be thankful to the people I have around me. Whereas it's kind of a never ending scroll like you get you, how many times have we been have you been in bed at night or sat on the couch no. and just keep scrolling, keep scrolling, you keep scrolling. That's the negative effect that I think it affects everyone's mental 
drive you're, you're so it bang just on. takes away from everything i think layla arguably your your profession is worse for this we're in a similar profession so you're much more likely to get drawn into the she's got that job i haven't negative unless you're some sort of teflon psychopath you would you wouldn't be human if you weren't like me sometimes going through socials and you just feel that twinge of an unhealthy i mean i'm quite good at going there's a twinge put it in a box i've observed it that was unhealthy but at least i've observed it and managed it but it's the twinges still happen how do you manage that and because if you're on social media for your job and you have to be how do you stop that poison creeping in? And, and it can lead to a despair. Well, I might as well not have drive and not drive and I'm never going to make it. That's the, the worst point you can get to. Honestly, not very well. I struggle with it. I find it really hard. I hear the messages. I read the messages. I see them and it hurts. And I mm-hmm. still haven't quite found a way. Ian and I both, we've decided like our phone should serve us, not us serving our phone. So when we pick it up, we shouldn't be at the demand of what the phone wants us to do. It's serving us in the same way that our Instagram, it's hard because the one thing that is the business that can earn us so much and do so much more energy we put into it is also the thing that can draw so much out of us. Mm -hmm. So we have both decided to be super strict. We cut off DMs. No one can DM either of us. Why do they need to? There's an email there for people who want work. There's absolutely no need for you to, you know, DM me. Then we both block viciously anyone who's remotely negative because it's like, this is my page where I'm building something. If you don't like me and you're still following me and bizarrely still buy our merch, I'm just going to block you because I don't need to see that. So we're both very trigger happy with blocking anyone or anything because it's, you look at your phone and you work on your phone so much. It's mm. like what people say that the five people around you are the, the most, five, or the people you spend the most time with are the most influential. And it's like, well, let's consider we're taking, spending a lot of time on our phone. And if the stuff that you're ingesting is constantly negative, it over affects you. Ian's really All good of, at just cutting everyone out. And that's oh, the take we've taken. Fantastic tips. But the question I wonder if you will answer honestly is, but how often do you get drawn into stalking others and comparing? that to me is the one you can't block away from unless you're going to make it that you can't look at anyone else's profile i don't even know if if that setting exists you're kind of attacking that with an attitude of like no wanting something to be happy though like i want someone else's life whereas if you take your phone out of your hands for a minute sit down on the couch with your daughter and your wife and enjoy it Mm -hmm. and like you sit there and you're going I am so fucking happy to be here. Then you go online and you see, you're like, oh, a boat would be nice. And I mean, I'd, I'd like a yacht. But like, I don't think you can sit there and, and go, fuck, I want that. But many do. And this is the issue with it. Yeah, that's when you have to stop and look at relativity and just stop and look at your own life and see how lucky you are. You know, we need to Absolutely. stop looking up and start looking down and just have pure gratefulness. Exactly. Well, listen, we got four minutes left and people would be screaming if I don't ask this question because the number one word you can put in front of drive is sex, particularly for men. And I say that because it's considered sexist to say that men have a higher sex drive than women. But on all the evidence we can gather, yes, of course, there are women who have higher sex drives than their partners, of course just like there are women who are taller than their partners. But overall, men are taller than women. I can't change that. And it appears overall men have higher sex drives than women. Please don't cancel me. And in fact, what percentage of men do you think would like to have sex at least every day? 20. Half. Half of all men would like to shag every single day. What percentage of women do you think, Leila, would love to shag every day of their lives? 99.9%. 7%. 99.9%. 7%. Wait. 7% of girls what? want a date. Want a, when asked, women in a long-term relationship, only 7% of them went, yeah, I'd like to have sex every day. Fuck off. I'm telling you, you're lucky, motherfucker. 
You're a yes. lucky motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Ask Lane who's the higher sex drive. The, the screen froze the most on. unfortunate face then, like I've got to be honest. <laughs> It's frozen like a... <laughs> we can't speak about exceptions. I understand it. Um, I'm getting the message loud and clear lately. But you're a Duracell. But uh, it is an, a problem in relationships, mismatched sex drives, whichever way around it is. So what can men and women listening to this, what should they, what should they do about that? Because it's one of those times where communicating your needs ain't going to help you. Because if I communicate my needs to the girl I'm with, I need to shag every day and I communicate it clearly, it's not really fair of, to expect her to act on my communication and start shagging every day if she doesn't want to. In fact, it would be morally dubious at fucking best. Respect sex as an important part of a relationship. People keep saying, oh, it's not about the sex. You need to be the right personality and the right da, da, da. Sex is yeah. an important part of that personality and you need to get the right matchup. Yeah. Obviously, life has changes and twists and turns. And sometimes people are training a lot so they're more tired or people are doing other things. <laughs> Gee, you know, life that will change. <laughs> we have to accept that life will change. But in general, you want to get the right matchup to start with and respect that sex is important. Or if it's not important for you, find someone who is also not it's important so too, right? It's so true. Why do people not consider it? They go, you've got to be kind, considerate. I've got to fancy this person. They never, it should be question number one before you even order the dough balls at a pizza express i don't even want to know what your surname is <laughs> how many times a week do you like doing it <laughs> what's your sex drive like let's be honest because women you know you ask someone oh what kind of guy do you like no one will ever turn around and go someone with a high sex drive they'll always turn around and go oh this height or this type or tattoos or not and it's like this is an important conversation and it's an important trait and i think it's pivotal last word goes to you ian it's also healthy right like it's Literally what we are designed to do is recreate and like mate and just create offspring. Like when you look at all the, all the animals on the planet and us, it's what we're made to do. The amount of times that you could, like you've been there and you've sat there and you've gone, oh, I'm just feeling heavy. If you go and you have sex, it changes your mentality so much. Like it frees up your mind, your brain, your soul, your body, everything. And I think a lot of the time, it's just to do with people, again, being on their phones, not being in the moment with mm. each other. Go out, have a meal, sit down on the couch, whatever it is. Sit and talk to each other and have a good time and enjoy each other's company. And that is so much more pivotal than being sat on your phone. There's all these distractions in the world. And that's why I'm happy we've gotten rid of our phones because there's all these distractions in the world. And the main thing that you've done in your life, and you can, you can understand this, is you've got one woman in your life you want to spend every night with and wake up every morning with and enjoy it. Don't sit there and fucking go on your phone and all these things. And whatever it is, if you find someone that you love, fucking make sure that you do everything you can to and, hold on and to And quite them. clearly, fuck the shit out of them regularly, guys. And that's where we've run out of time. Before you wrap, I have one thing I really want to say. Go. You've had your first couple on this. We need Lindsay on this, Russell. Listen, the episode that's just dropped today, uh, the boy recording, so by the time this goes out, it'll be a couple of weeks. I had Lindsay on for the first time ever. So if, if you want to hear what happened when I had Lindsay on and I picked the subject of jealousy, download that because she's got part Italian and Ukrainian blood. And, uh, you know, it's like Latin American on steroids. So anyway, thank you very much for listening. Um, my guests have been the wonderful Ian, Gary. Uh, Ian, when can we see you in action next? July. I'm back in in July. Vegas, we go again. So if you're into the sport, go look him up, have a stalk in the future, Gary. And of course, joined by the wonderful 
uh, Layla Anna Lee, friend of the podcast. Uh, thanks for having on. Good luck with everything on the journey. All three of you, I should say, are going on. If you've come here as fans of either of these two guys, why not hang around in the comment section? Let me know what you think. Hit subscribe as well. And um, if you want to leave a review or post a tweet, please do. But don't say anything negative or I'll send Ian to knock you the fuck out. See you next time. <laughs> Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.